Hi, I'm Sunny, and this is my podcast, Creator Created Creating, short and sweet mindset shifts for intentional life creation. Forgiving past rejections. So let's talk about forgiving past rejections. I had a memory come up this morning because I was doing some journaling on um, a prompt that was about past rejections, and um, I had a new. I, I had already remembered this past rejection, and and I've actually worked with it many times because it was it was a big one to my heart. My mind always thinks like it's no big deal big whoop like happens all the time like my mind never thought it was a big deal but my heart thought it was a major deal (laughs) and I have discovered that over the years like the difference between the way my mind will be like trying to write something off and like well my body is clear still clearly carrying this my heart field is still carrying this clearly or it wouldn't come up when these certain things are brought up so this one came up today, and it's no shock that it actually came up today because I feel like I'm experiencing a full circle moment with um, this particular topic that is behind this incident. So I'm going to share one with you, but um, in this episode, I'm asking you to think of something um, like a past rejection that has happened that makes you avoid wanting to do the things that you're wanting to do now. Like, where are you letting that past rejection still limit you in some way? Um, Even beyond what you think you're letting it limit you because you're like, hey, I'm doing the things. But internally, are you letting it limit you still? Internally, are you still carrying some story about it? So the incident that I'm going to bring up is when I first kind of started my spiritual healing journey, and that was at about age 30, when I had first um, really healed my eating disorder and everything, and I was doing some therapy, and then I went on, and then I just got like big, big, big into my spiritual journey. And I was just set free, and I had all of this fresh creative energy come up in me but it was like more childlike because I was healing that inner child and it was much more like um playful and fun kind of like what I'm feeling now in my life it felt much more playful and fun and light after all the deep dark depression and like I don't know if I would call it depression well Other people would call it depression. Now, in retrospect, maybe I would call it depression. But I just like to call it sadness because I don't like to put things in a box that way or attach myself to labels that I don't personally feel might serve me. So anyway, sadness and like darkness and what you might identify as depression or something like that. But just such, you know, low, being in a low place 
feeling wise um, in my life prior to that. So long in that darkness that um, that just it just felt like life was coming back into my body, like life was just flooding into my body and it wanted to be expressed as, so the first thing that it, it kind of started coming out in was I was writing children's books at that time for fun and I ended up, I did a bunch of things. I did some art and some cards and some prints and an Etsy shop and things, but I also did this book called, um, Puffin Top. <laughs> and it was about, because I used to sing this song as a little girl about puffins. My, grand, my grandma and my mom had this song about puffins that they would sing to us um, when we were going to sleep. And it was very sweet and very cute. But I made this book called Puffin Top. And it was about this puffin and like its search for belonging, basically. But it, so a box of little jeans. <laughs> This is so funny. A box of little jeans washed up on the little puffin island and all the different puffins were putting on these little jeans and the puffin, the main character puffin had, its jeans were too small and it had a puffin top, you know, muffin top, puffin top. Anyways, it was really cute. It was really funny, maybe even more cute and funny than I'm making it sound right now. But I... It, and it had such a sweet message behind it about belonging and self-acceptance and, and all of that. And I really loved it. And I was really proud of it. And I even illustrated a whole bunch of it. I had had a bunch of the illustrations done, not all of them, um, by hand. And um, actually a combination of pencil drawings and digital collage and stuff. And so I made it into a book and I was, it was just so fun and funny, like light, funny, fun about something that had been a very dark struggle of mine. Like I transformed this darkness into light, into this fun light thing. And I um, went to lunch with my mom one day and I I showed her this and I was... In retrospect, I picture like the little girl in me is like all beaming with joy and so proud of herself, like showing her mom this thing that she made. And basically, my mom basically said, she said a bunch of things, but the essence of what she said was that this seemed immature and not really what I was capable of, like kind of like you're like a wise woman who like does the hard work like what is this like this she didn't say it in those exact words but she basically said it in those words like I wasn't misinterpreting it either because she ended up later calling to apologize because she saw my face she saw all the life drain out of my body and she saw my face go white And she ended up calling me like a few days later to apologize. But she did basically say that it was immature and that it just seemed beneath me, like um, beneath what I was capable of. So, and I, at the time, like my body just went into protective measure where I just kind of numbed out. I was like, okay, this is happening it's fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. doesn't matter if she thinks that. Like, she just doesn't get it. It's fine. Um, but really, what actually happened was, like, my heart 
broke. I was crushed by that because it was my fear about my real self. Basically, I showed her my real self. Like, I believe things can be lighter and funnier and more easeful and like... I can infuse some of these dark things with light in a a playful way. I showed her my true self and that was shut down. And that was basically interpreted by me like, this is not enough. This is um, ridiculous and less than and immature and like you know, not what you're capable of. You're supposed to be this like big power woman who's like very serious and like very deep and goes into the dark. And hey, I go into the dark, but there's no point in going in the dark if you're not going to transform it into light. And that's what I do. And that's what I did. And that's what that children's book was. So anyway, that experience really really left a mark even though she called and to apologize and she was like I saw the whole life and light go out of your face I felt horrible I'm sorry I it was my stuff not your stuff so she apologized but like the damage wasn't undone it just I took that in and I took that on And I think there has been a part of me that's been like, there is a part of me that's still always trying to prove that I'm like mature enough. And I'm all those things that she judged me as that I didn't want to be in that moment, that I'm like the wise woman who like is kick ass and like really powerful and like serious and like really smart and like has a master's degree in psychology like she did like my mom did okay so there's that part of me who's been trying to kind of prove herself around that and do that so she came back up today even though I've worked with healing that part of me before and the thing is like I don't need to go into some deep healing process on that. I just need to recognize that again. Oh, there's that past rejection that gave me a message that my way, Sonny's way, might not be my mom's way, but Sonny's way of being in the world is creating something, creating art. Now, my mom is a psychologist. She's not an artist. She's not a creative in that way. So, but my way is to take the darkness and to create something out of it that transforms it into gold, that transforms it into light, that transforms it into joy, that transforms it into freedom and love and all of that. That's Sunny's way. That's my way of doing that. And that wasn't wrong. It never was wrong. It never was less than, but somebody can look at that and judge it as less than. They can truly believe that. And that's none of my business. My business is what do I believe? And all she was doing was pointing out something I believed. Like she was mirroring something I believed. And she may, may or may not have been the 
one who originally gave me that perception way back in my childhood from way before, and she was just marrying it back again, doesn't matter where it came from, but she was hitting it because when people say things to us that we don't believe, it just rolls off our back like a duck. I remember hearing somebody, um, I think Dax Shepard in a podcast once saying like, yeah, if somebody says, if you're a tall person and somebody says, you're super short. I mean, it's just going to roll right off you because you know you're not short. You already know you're tall. So it's just like, that can't do anything to me. But when somebody says something that we believe to be true or that we're taking on to be true in that moment, when we know that's not the reality for us, when we know that's not the truth for us, then that is that's because that lives in us. So it's like, she was just lighting this thing up in me or she was saying this thing that some part of me got into agreement with and then I betrayed myself because my truth is that it's really important to bring lightness and fun and humor to dark things. It's really important to go back to a childlike view when you're not living in all these boxes and these heavy definitions and these like, rules and these like things about hard work and hard inner work and hard way and all of this stuff all of this stuff projected and I so I took on that identity in that moment instead of saying actually that's not my truth this is my truth so that was my work to do to reclaim who I am and what's my truth in that moment And I've done that in various ways ever since. (laughs) But for a while, it definitely sent me spiraling into a, I've got to earn my my hardworking, badass, bitch, wise woman button (laughs) that I can wear on my lapel so I can be part of the group where I'm going to be accepted as that. And I know a lot of people, especially a lot of women, have had the opposite experience. Like they needed their, they wanted to embrace their hardworking, badass, wise woman badge because they had the opposite experience where their mother or their grandmother or their elders were encouraging them to be meek and small and that was not who it is. So they needed to own something else. For me, I already had that part built in in my childhood because of who my mom was, but now I needed to reown something else, some other truth about me. So, um, so I'm bringing this to you today so that you can think about something, some past rejections that have come up and how you can maybe remake peace with that today. Like what were they telling you was wrong with you in that rejection or what did you believe they were telling you was wrong with you in that rejection what did you make yourself wrong about like i made myself wrong for being playful wrong for trying to do something funner and lighter than the darkest heaviest stuff and just keeping wrestling in the darkest heaviest stuff forever without bringing creation to it without transforming it into gold and lightness through humor like without that I made myself wrong for that and then I went to into this vein in life where I was trying to 
trying my best not to be that. (laughs) Not to be judged as that. And I also made my happiness wrong. Because I was in joy. I was in happiness. And I was feeling proud of myself. So I made my happiness wrong in that moment too. My happiness must be an indication that I'm being stupid and immature. That's what I made it mean. It does not mean that. But our minds make, they interpret situations that way and they make it mean that stuff. And I made myself wrong for not being more serious also. And then when I believed that, so when I believed that my only value was being, it was in being very serious and being very dark and and not being light and not being playful and not being fun and not being happy, which is not what she was saying. But these interpretations happen. They happen in our subconscious. The subconscious made it into that. So then that my results 100% reflected that. My reality 100% reflected that. I got valued in the external world for things that were serious. And I did not get valued in the external world for things that were light and playful and fun because that's what I believed. I believed I have value in serious stuff. And so reality reflected my belief that I have value in serious stuff. And that's how reality works. So it's like these things are so major. (laughs) But we have the power. We always have the power to turn those identities around once we're aware. So where did you make yourself wrong? And how can you now accept that you weren't wrong? That was just something that you needed at that time or something you need now still or is one of your own vital truths. Where did you just take on their opinion or their viewpoint of you being wrong as the truth and discard your own truth? So I don't blame my mom for this. I take responsibility for my own ownership now of being like, okay, I gave all of my power away to her in that moment. I just gave it away. I was like, oh, you are right about me being wrong. So I must, I'm the wrong one and you're the right one. I made her the powerful one and I made me the powerless one and Nobody can do that to me but me. Nobody can do that to me but me. So I take full responsibility now and then, and for every single stage of that that I went through, including crying when I came home and everything else, everything that I needed to do to getting angry, to being like resentful about it, to not even thinking about it and putting it completely out of my mind, (laughs) to trying to heal it, but not really being able to heal it, to trying to forgive it, but not really being able to forgive it, to like trying to tell myself it's no big deal. Like, are you kidding me with this crap? Like people suffer real abuses and you're complaining about this little tiny thing that your mom said, get a backbone woman. Like I've been through every stage of this, every stage of self-judgment, every stage of judgment of other. And now I'm just seeing it as like, okay, life showed me something in myself that I could make peace with in that moment. And it's taken me a long time because that was like, I go, it's, it was over 10 years ago. 
It was definitely maybe 15. No, it was like 15 years ago. It was a long time ago. And it's taken me a long time. But at each stage, I have turned that situation into gold. Even at that time, I turned it into gold. And I just started doing things a little bit differently. I actually believed in myself more in another way. And that created something else. But now I've like come full circle more around to that original place of liberation where I feel free to do more light and more fun and more easeful things and ways of processing things like that again. Not the same exactly, but maybe the same again. Who knows? But I'm come back around to that place. And so, of course, it came back up again. (laughs) Of course, it came back up again. And it's okay. So now I can just look at it and decide, what am I going to do with this information? Is there anything here that I need to own? Like, yeah, like being seen as immature or not as like the deep wise woman because I'm like bringing light and laughter to think some heavy topics and like doing things in a more easeful way instead of like doing like a really immersive in-depth hard inner work kind of way like is that okay can can some people view that as immature or wrong or not wise or um less than I'm capable of? Yes. So that's my answer today. Yes, I can, I can deal with that. Yes, of course some people are going to think that. Of course they are. And am I still okay? Yes. And am I still going to be on my side? Am I willing to still be on my side and stay with myself no matter what judgments about it are there? Mm, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. And my willingness to do that has only multiplied and multiplied and multiplied because every time that I do that, I create the next wonderful landscape of my life that's me. That's Sunny's life in Sunny's way. And I am like blown away by the miracle that has that has been created and then I remember that was only created because I stayed with myself even when other people thought I was nuts or thought I was not enough or thought I was crazy or thought I was being a dreamer or thought whatever I could only do that by staying with myself in those moments and so That has compounded and compounded and compounded as I've created those moments, starting with the smallest little things. And that trust just grows and grows, that trust in myself. And so, yeah, those voices are going to come up from the past and say, yeah, but remember when this person rejected you for doing this before? And I can be like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. So anything that I'm trying to avoid like the plague is going to haunt me. So I'm not going to avoid that judgment. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to allow it. And I'm going to decide what my truth is. And I'm going to operate from that. So I just wanted to share that today in case it's helpful to you. 
as you are deciding what you want to do and how you want to show up and how you want to create in your life. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. And if you'd like to find out more about me and my work, you can find me at sunnychapman.com.